folks, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of The Water Cooler. It's Levi, I'm back again. I missed last week's episode on some business again, but you know, we're back, we're back, baby. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, at TWC Pod, uh, for Instagram and Facebook, and then the Twitter is at TWC Pod One. Uh, can't forget about our special, special sponsor, shout out to Drives Football. You know, the all new NFL gaming app that allows users to buy or sell the outcome of each offensive player possession. Based off the term, I'll bet they would score. Well, now you can with now you can with this new trading style of play to enhance your day, game day experience. Download the app and follow the Instagram at Drives Football to stay up to date with our upcoming contest with huge prizes. That sounded beautiful. How's it going, buddy? How's it going? Going good. We got a lot to talk about today. I'm excited to get into it. So much, dude. Getting into that ad though, it's like holy cow, like. That's kind of official, you know what I mean? TWC's getting I kind know. of... Blowing up on everybody. I love it, I love it. But how was your weekend? How was your week, man? You been alright? Great, man. I'm good. I've been thinking a lot about uh, your last performance of the day. It's kind of got me in a boxing kick here lately. <laughs> so I've got to kind of give you one boxing performance back. So, in the early 1960s, heavyweight champions Floyd Patterson. And he was good, you know, good champ, beating everybody. But there was one up-and-comer who was just knocking people out left and right. This man's name was Sonny Liston. And Sonny Liston was a bad man pajama. You know about him? I don't know about him, actually. So, you know that famous picture of Ali where he's talking trash to that guy on the ground? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Sonny Liston. Okay, okay. He was like, I think Mike Tyson of the sick. He's one of those down south, corn-fed dudes. It's just, he's not really a boxer. They just took a cuff dude, threw some gloves on him, and he just started swinging. Oh, yeah. So, Floyd Patterson was a world champ at the time, and he had fought everybody but Sonny Liston. And he knew that for him to be seen as a valid champ, he's got to fight him or else he's just going to get accused of ducking him and everything. And so, he signs on to fight Sonny Liston. Everybody says, dude, don't get in the ring with that guy like you're going to be toast. JFK, the president, called him and said, do not fight Sonny Liston. Like, could you imagine that? You're getting a call from the president of the U.S. of A. Saying, hey, man. Imagine, imagine Joe Biden calling Deontay Wilder tonight, but hey man, don't do it. Yeah, like what? So, the fight happens, what do you think happens? Obviously, the underdog takes the card. That's what you think, Sonny Liston knocked him out in like 30 seconds. Oh my god, oh my god. He demolished Floyd Patterson, like, he he handed his butt to him on a silver platter. Yeah, like a big old turkey on Thanksgiving. (laughs) What's worse is, they had a rematch a couple months later. The exact same thing happened. Yeah, just one of those, yeah, just quit trying at this point, buddy. You're done. You're See, done. that's what I love about that. It's like, we're so used to the underdog story, that every now it. and then, the bad guy <laughs> wins. You caught me off guard on that one. I was really <laughs> expecting the underdog card. Yeah, that's what you, th- I bet Floyd Patterson was expecting the same thing, but, but no. speaking of an underdog card, you know what we're about to talk about, right? Yeah. The underdog himself, Mac Jones, man, almost pulled it out at home against Tom Brady. That I couldn't believe that. Like I was in shock after is, that game. Is like, is Mac Jones gonna really like hold his own in the NFL? I know it's just his first year, it's his first few weeks and stuff. But like, dude, that's a huge game. It's soaking wet outside. Like, come on now, that's huge. I'm calling it now. After uh, Sunday, a star has been born. You think? If you can go toe-to-toe with Tom Brady in the most hyped regular season NFL game of all time, like, there's not much lights brighter than that that aren't the Super Bowl or the AFC-NFC championship game. That is so true. Like, but think about, like, dude, 
you're literally seeing someone do what Tom Brady did 20 years ago in the same exact position, but except, you know, he may come out on top, he may not. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I don't see six rings in his future with the Patriots, but... No, I, that's that's another thing is, like, I don't know. It'd be really hard, especially with that, like, not solid of a core of a team. Like, that would be hard. But, I mean, if you never know. Bill Belichick's Bill Belichick. He could get anybody you really wanted to. Yeah. That's okay. So, my takeaways from the game. Matt Jones beat Brady. Brady won the game, obviously. But Belichick also beat Brady, in my opinion. Brady Wait. played like doo-doo. Oh, yeah. Now... A lot of it was probably just, I don't know, nerves. It seemed to me like the emotion got to him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, to an extent, I don't know if you saw whenever, like, you know how whenever he walks down the sideline or he's, like, running down the sideline for a second and he throws his arm and he says, let's yeah. F and go, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it didn't seem like he had that, like, I don't know, that energy to him like he usually did. You could kind of tell, like, man, I'm back home. I'm kind of, almost kind of played kind of, I wouldn't say timid, yeah. but, like, he wasn't Tom Brady. He was just giving the ball to Leonard Fournette and getting out of the way, really. Yeah, he had 91 rushing yards and, like, 47 yards on the, through the air right there. And I was hey, like, though, Tom had dude. some rushing yards, too. Yeah, he did. He did. That first down was awesome. That was hilarious. The smile on his face. Yeah. When he, dude, that was that crazy. Was, that was. But, but with Gronk being out, too, I don't know how much of a difference that played. I mean, it's Gronk. He obviously has, like, four or five catches a game but uh, I, I think it makes a massive difference and like i was looking forward to gronk's return too i hate yeah, we got deprived of that i know dude, he got rocked the week before that though bro i don't know if you saw that hit that he took i do holy crap i was watching it live man and he, he took a pretty solid hit but anyway back to the brady thing i think that uh my takeaways and everything like that would be like clock management for the pats on their third down and stuff like that when you're third and five did you can't necessarily you gotta gotta make at least yeah. one first down out of the five you had you had three and five what four or five times in the two sessions you had the ball in the fourth quarter you've got to get first downs you've got to like consistently get that first down they would have just been able to get 15 10 15 more yards that kicker's making it they're winning the game that's okay so what do you think about the field goal decision oh man that was huge i mean that's huge for the program if he makes it but at the same time it's not see like, to me it reminded me of the Aaron Rodgers situation. What happened in the playoffs last year? Yeah. I think they should have put it in Max's hands. And, I know it's here yeah. for sure. But at the same time, in that position, you got a veteran kicker who's missed one field goal his last, I think it was like 19 or 20 attempts. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's banging his buck right there. It's 56 yards, but he's banging his buck. I mean, yeah, he makes those pretty consistent in practice. He's just warming up and he's hitting those in warm ups. But yeah. you never know at the end of the game. That's different than warm ups. That's for sure. You know, Antonio Brown, he also was making his return to New England last night. Yep. He didn't seem to uh, care that much, though. <laughs> I don't no. think his time in New England meant as much to him as it did to Brady. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, at all. But he still had a hell of a game. Don't get me wrong. Like, he had a heck of a game. I'll give it to AB. Yeah, I wish he could have caught that pass, though. Yeah, on, in the end zone, dude, ah. Uh man if he would have caught that it would have sealed it. it i don't think the pats would have really done much after that to be honest with you but you know okay what stuck out to me the most about the actual plan of the game it seemed like i've seen brady in so many super bowls not get phased by the moment it seemed like last night he was phased by the moment and it was just it was weird to see him as like human 
and not like a cyborg, you know? Exactly. I know exactly what you mean. He was like, like I said, dude, he was like, or you, like you said earlier, there was a lot of emotions that ran through his body last night. And you could tell that he actually wore his emotions on his sleeve right there last night. So, okay. Do you think they should have stopped the game when he broke the all-time passing yards record? Uh, uh, they don't stop the game. Like, Everybody say good job, this and that, but you don't have to stop the game. Like that's an acknowledgement off the field. Whenever like he gets to the sidelines, everybody daps him up. Good freaking job, bro. Here's your ball. After the game, you celebrate. You take the guy out. But I mean, yeah, it's a huge thing. Don't get me wrong. He's number one. But I don't know about stopping the game. I mean, you know they do that a lot though. If like when Hank Aaron broke the home run record. Yeah, but I think about that though. Like that's that's way back in the day. Like. Well, not way back in the yeah. day, but that was a pretty long time ago. I mean, even when Barry Bonds, not the real home run king, but when Dude, he yeah. got I, his record I, set, they stopped the game for that too, I think. I forgot. Yeah, they did for sure. I remember now you say that. They even stopped it when Drew Brees set the record last year. Really? I didn't know that. The only difference is, like, Tom was away, but, like, he's not really an away he's game. Not away. Yeah, like, that's like... It's in, it's in his, his real home. How set up was that, though? I bet Tom planned it, honestly. Somebody within the NFL asked Tom, they're like, hey, you think you're going to get the record before you get to New England? He's going to say, no, I'm saving it for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's that guy. I love He's that like, man. yeah, I probably could have got about 40, 50 more yards this game, but I'll, I'll slack up a bit. <laughs> yeah. You know who else slacked up over the weekend? Who? Urban Meyer. So, <laughs> Let's talk I haven't about seen the video, but I, I heard people are saying you should get fired for it. And that's what I don't really understand. You haven't seen the video? No, like, I've had it, like, described to me, but... Dude, it's like, I don't know, it's weird. There's a girl who posted a selfie with him, and he's, like, sloshed. I mean, sloshed in the picture. And it's a, there's, like, two girls, actually, in that picture. He looks sloshed. And then there's another girl who took a selfie with him. And then there's a video going around of him, like, putting his hand down. The girl's, like, looked like her dang pants, man. And just sitting there, like, I think he was all over and dude, I'm telling you what, like, she was of consent and all this stuff. He didn't like, like, yeah. forcibly thing, like all that. But at the same time, dude, he didn't get on the plane with his team when he left when they played Thursday night. He stayed in Cincinnati, stayed at the bars over the weekend, watched college football, and got sloshed. Now he had to come back to Jacksonville over the weekend, or, or just he's gonna come back to Jacksonville and he's gonna get a ring. In. Oh, he's already got one. Yeah, there they, was they, uh, they, some they, players. Said they can never, like, trust him again or something like that. A bunch of players, it's been on social media that the players have been, like, laughing at him and stuff, too. I mean, you kind of got to with, like... Dude, at that point, that's so funny. Like, dude, I feel like he's either, one, he's going to bust and go to USC, or he's just going to bust completely and just say the heck with it. Okay, how old is he? I don't even know. He's, he's like, an his... old man, though, right? Uh, he's in his 50s. Okay, yeah, that's pretty... I mean, it's... That's too old to be getting drunk at bars and sticking your hand down a college girl's pants. That's true. That's <laughs> it, especially as an NFL coach. Like, that's, it's different for a 55-year-old man who lives around the block, but, like, for an NFL professional football team coach, like, either way, both both ways are wrong. Don't, don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah, he's married, yeah, too, ain't we're he? We're not condoning either one of those, so don't think we are. Holy cow. Yeah. But either way you look at it, it's just it's crazy. Urban Meyer could have really screwed the pooch on this one. Yeah, uh, anyway. but, so yeah, Urban Myers, he's probably toast. Did you see the book that came out about the Patriots, though? Oh, uh, what was it called again? Let me see. Oh, yeah, the uh, the biggest effing a-hole I've ever met by uh, Robert Kraft. That's, yeah, that's what they call like, Bill Robert Belichick Kraft in the book. The, yeah, Robert Kraft called Bill that. Yeah, and he also called him an idiot savant. Oh, my goodness. 
So yeah, that book, it basically, it's like a book version of The Last Dance for the Patriots. Talks about like why Tom Brady left, and it seems pretty like controversial. Have you not, bought it yet? It doesn't come out till the 12th, but Ooh. I'm definitely gonna try to get it on audiobook. I heard that. Like, and I, I also don't know if you heard, after the game, Brady met with Belichick for 23 minutes, and I don't know what they talked about, but I just, that's pretty interesting to me. Yeah, I heard about that, their little private meeting and all that stuff. That, that kind of blew my mind. Man, I you feel know, bad for Bruce Arians. That's like, that's like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. That's like, yeah. uh, your spouse has like been to married to somebody for 20 years they divorce and he asks you to go like tour his old home with his ex old ex-wife still there and you just gotta sit awkward while they have their 23 minute meeting <laughs> yeah that'd be horrible dude that would be rough like i don't know Poor, yeah, you're right. Poor Bruce Arians, but like, if you put it in that perspective, dude, I'd be. There's no telling what they talked about. Poor Matt Jones, too. That's like the yeah, world's that's... most awkward double date. <laughs> dude, for real. Matt Jones, though, like, I don't know. He's got a big ass future. Yeah, that's for sure. So but, speaking oh, of uh, good things in the future, what do you think about UGA this year? Oh, buddy, buddy, that's a defense right there. Well, you know it's when you know it wins championships, don't you? Defense. There you go. Which well, is something uh, Crimson Tide hasn't had a whole lot of this year. Yeah, I know. I heard what you said last episode about my dogs. Yes, I wouldn't be surprised if y'all pull off a natty this year. No, I'm going to that but i'm gonna i'm gonna rephrase what you said you yeah. said yeah 60 to 60 nothing that was a big one but we had y'all beat we we put up 63 yeah we gave up 14 though there you <laughs> go i was hoping nobody'd think too much about that <laughs> <laughs> you know me i had to listen to it in detail but how about them dogs baby and then another on an the eighth team in the country putting up 47 points per game and you shut them out 37 zip okay so i know we talked about this last week well first off what do you think about ryan coming on that was awesome that was awesome we need to do that again all right and uh what do you think about uh nc state beating clemson Clemson. that was insane dude that was wild clemson's done they're not a program anymore. Yeah. They're out but, of the picture. Yeah, I'm calling Bama UGA for the SEC championship. Oh, yeah. Probably the whole, probably the whole thing. Maybe. Like, I don't know. Is... But, dude, have you seen the number three team in the country? I don't know if you look at the top five or top 25 AP poll, but. No. Your number three is Iowa. Really? Iowa. How's that I- work out? Iowa University is number three. Is that how bad college football is getting? I guess. Like, are the are Georgia and. Alabama, the only two schools that these kids are going to start going to. Because if so, I'm, I'm with it. Bring them on. I mean, yeah. But, like, dude. Where's dude, Michigan? Michigan. I don't even know where they're at. I mean, yeah, it's weird. It's like, gotta, aside from. Coast, Coastal Carolina's number 15. Cincinnati's, what, number 5. BYU, I think, is like 13 or 10. Something like that. BYU's crazily up there. It's just, it's, I don't know, man. It's, it's, the 10 pole franchises well. aren't doing so hot lately, pretty much. You know what I mean? It's like, dang. Mm. But, I mean, it is good to see, like, it's good seeing a different variety of schools up in the college playoffs and that kind of stuff, though, like, or at least yeah. in the top AP poll, because, like, it does get an old seeing Clemson and Alabama up there. It'll never be old seeing Georgia, don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah I hope it never changes. But, at the same time, like, it, it is good getting a variety of different people up yeah. in there. And I don't know if you saw, but we put the hurting on Ole Miss this weekend. Yeah, that was a good game by y'all. That was one of y'all's better games of yeah. the season. If not the best, well. Well, you're talking about the AP poll. I got another poll for you. The NBA GM poll went out or came out today, and they asked, "Who's winning MVP? Who's winning the title? 
and who would you build a franchise around? So what do you think the GM's answer to that question? Who's on an MVP this season? Yeah. Kevin Durant. Correct. And I swear, I promise you, Garrett, I promise you, I have not seen this. Like, I swear to I promise you, I have not seen this yet. That's what's crazy. So, KD, to win the championships in Nets. Yeah, so want to know uh, the breakdown. So, with the championship, 72% said the Nets, 17% said the Lakers, and 10% said the Bucks. Yeah, I figured that. I figured that. And who would they build their franchise around? The Giannis? No. It was Luca. Wow, that's a good one though. Giannis a... was number two. But uh, yeah, Luca edged him out. Luca, yeah, that's uh, uh, shoot. Shoot. I should have got that. Dang it, man. That's not bad, two out of three. Two I don't three. even get like People are saying Luca for MVP this year. See, and I just I don't see it. <coughs> Who have they traded or picked up? Uh, nobody that I know of. The sure. NBA has been kind of dead here lately. Yeah. Ben Simmons is about the only thing making it interesting. The preseason games suck. See, that's for sure. What do you think about uh, the Ben Simmons situation? It's been a while since me and you talked about it. Dude, he just, I don't know, it's, I heard something on the radio not too long ago about, like, he was, he has so much money on his contract, and he all he has to do is go in, the, I don't remember what it was, but he can get it out, get his money somehow, but all he has to do is show up. If he shows up and says he's, like, at a sore back or something, then yeah, he can get his money, but the Sixers could make him take a team physical. Oh, hang on, hang on. This is this is a live update on the water cooler. You're hearing it first. Red Sox eliminate Yankees. AL wild card, six two win. That's a rare occasion of the Red Sox beating the Yankees. Yeah, they beat them at home tonight in Boston. Next up Thursday, dude, ALDS. Dude, it's already baseball's about to be over with here in a day or two. I know. Braves made the playoffs. Yeah, yes, sir. Four four times in a row NLE's champion. Shout out our Braves. We mm-hmm. love y'all. Ten more times and they'll equal what they did in the nineties, early two thousands. Dude, what's crazy is don't we have the most uh divisional win or wins ever in MLB in history, I think it was. More than the Yankees? Did you see it? No. Dude, we have like 20 or something like that now. That can be more than the Yankees. No way, but like, dude, I saw something where we have like 20 divisional wins now. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's the Braves are like, they're like a top-tier franchise, but they're not like a top-five franchise. Just because... They're a top-tier franchise with a top-tier offense... With a freaking trash bullpen, bro. There's no way else to put it. Yeah. You have a good starting rotation, but once they're done, if they don't even have a good game, then you're already done. I'm talking historically, though, like, 20, like, division titles and only three World Series to show for it. 
That says Atlanta sports to me. Exactly. I was just about to say that's that dang Atlanta sports crap. Even though some of it was Boston and Milwaukee, but still. We'll blame Atlanta if we can. (laughs) Yeah, we're Braves, though, either way. But, But, dude, uh, speaking of of a big, brave man and all this brave stuff, think about this. Saturday Night Live, who do you got? Wilder Fury 3, buddy. Holy crap. Change the topic real quick, but I don't this just hit me. I don't know why. I was just like, let's talk about this real quick. I got Fury, no question, in my opinion. Fury, no question. I heard your take last week, and about, I liked About him being the best of all time? Yeah, until just, yeah, that too, and the super heavyweight. We'll talk about yeah. that here in a second. But let's get back to the, his mental take on this. Dude, last fight, I wanted the, I don't know, I wanted to say Deontay Wilder was going to win it because if he didn't have that 45-pound Whatever he had on, I really think his hands would have been quicker in the moment. But at the same time, there's no excuse. I guarantee you he <laughs> walks out and just trunks this fight. <laughs> but like I said this time, buddy, I'm going to have to go against you. Really? You think Wilder? I really think Deontay Wilder's going to come out here this time. And really, he, I think he may not come. Or, uh, uh, Tyson Fury on his, on his ass. I really think so. I hate to be this guy, but I really mm. think so, dude. See, did you ever see the highlights of their first fight? Yeah, I have. I've watched both of them. So in that fight, Deontay floored Tyson, and to me, that's Tyson Fury. He took Deontay's best shot, and he knows what that shot feels like, and he got up from it. Yeah, so, but it's a, it's a whole different fight now. This is the third fight. They're going into it with. And if, if Deontay Wilder loses, he has so, like, he's done. Like, he, he's not done necessarily, but he'll be. So here's the problem with people like Deontay Wilder and, like, Mike Tyson. Their whole aura is that they're invincible. They're the knockout. They're the monster. Once you slay the monster, who cares? Like, you don't want to see what the monster gets up to next. Like, so, yeah, if Deontay Wilder loses this fight, his career is basically done. Exactly, exactly, dude. Like, there's no way around it either. Like, dude, you put it, you're putting it on the line. You've already talked this much. You got knocked out. Like, let's go back it up this time. Either do something or don't. And that's what I'm saying. I think he's got a lot to show for it. He may, he may actually pull this one off. So okay, the reasons I'm taking Fury. I think I said it last week. He can hit not as hard as Wilder, but he still hits pretty dang hard. Yeah. But he also, he's just a fundamental boxer. He's like, he's like the Tim Duncan of boxing. He's the big fundamental. Like, he just got a ma- impeccable technique that Deontay Wilder just doesn't have. Uh-oh. You're all right about that. They are, like, two completely different fighters going into a fight. And that's what I also love about it, too. Yeah, for sure. So, okay, what do you think about uh, Anthony Joshua getting knocked out? That was insane. When I saw that highlight, I laughed. I'm sorry, but I laughed when I saw that, dude. He's done, I, too. Yeah, when I saw that, I was just like, wow, he gave up after he couldn't get a, get a fight with either one of them. Man, that makes me so sad, though, because I, I was excited for a Fury-Joshua fight. Now, like, I don't even care. I don't want to see it. I feel you. Like, what's the point of Anthony Joshua trying to fight now? I mean, he can, he can fight, make him some money. Who did he get knocked out by again? 
I don't even some European guy. That's what I was gonna talk about too. I didn't even know Anthony Joshua was fighting. I didn't either. That's what blew my mind. I saw it on Instagram and I was like, "What in the world?" And then I looked on YouTube and watched it and I was like, "Oh my god!" Boxing is terrible with marketing. Like yeah. boxing okay. used to be the top sport in the United States, mm-hmm. and it's fallen so far because of like UFC and stuff too, obviously, but. But at the they same just time, suck at promoting fights. <coughs> that is very true. But like UFC is like, I feel like it's ten times more interesting to watch too. Oh, it's because okay, back in the fifties, the toughest man in the country was the world champion boxer. Now that's not necessarily the case. Like, yeah, because could, not, that's what that's what that's the thing about it is like today's world. That's what's different is like today's world, dude. It, it don't matter how big you are, who you are, where you're at, dude. You could, you could do a lot. Like, and like, there's a lot of nobody. Like, not saying nobodies, but like, there's probably a lot of people in this world who could take on Tyson Fury and just absolutely destroy him in a fight. I don't know about that now, but what I will say is, if you had just straight up street fight, Tyson Fury versus John Jones. Tyson, uh, I don't know what how tall John Jones is, but like, skill set wise. John Jones would wipe the floor with Tyson Fury. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of takes the bite out of saying you're the heavyweight boxing champion. Yeah, that's well, yeah, true. It's like, you're not... Yeah. And it's like, also, when they were doing the uh, Conor Floyd thing, like, it had to be a boxing match for it to even, like, be entertaining. Because yeah. if he was in the octagon, Floyd wouldn't be alive right now. It'd be over. And that's the difference between, I feel like, UFC and boxing. It's like UFC will take that extra limit to market something that, yeah, maybe not that big, but they'll still let you know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Boxing, on the other hand, they don't even market Javante Davis fights that much anymore. The only people who are stars right now in boxing, Wilder, Fury, and Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, that's it. Except for the Manny Pacquiao retiring, trying to become president in the Philippines. Yeah, hey, that's crazy. That is crazy. Like, I mean. The Pac-Man had a great career. I'll be honest, though. I only ever watched the him versus Floyd. Yeah, I feel you. I didn't really watch many of his fights. See, he was before our time, but just reputation-wise, he was dude's that a guy. legend. Yeah, he was that guy for sure. Speaking I was team of, Floyd, though, for that fight. I was gonna say, speaking of, uh, dude, do you, you think Canelo Alvarez, how fast, you gonna, how fast do you think Alvarez is going to beat this next year? Who's he fighting? Uh, the pin guy, Caleb Penn. <clears throat> Maybe oh, yeah. Caleb Penn, something like that. He's going to absolutely slaughter this guy. He's going to slaughter. Like, there's no real competition for him right now. He no. beat Triple G. Now, I don't think he should have. I think Triple G won at least the first fight. But like that's like once he got past Triple G, like. He just owns the division, you know? Exactly. There's nobody else running the fight. Now, I want to see him versus Ryan Garcia or Jake Paul. That could be fun. Wouldn't be a good fight, but... That'd be insane as crap, would it not? Yeah, dude, I'd love to see it. But, so, do you think Tyson Fury would beat Ali? Mm, Probably just because of size difference and stuff like that and heavy Mm -hmm. head power. But, like, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, they need they a got, super heavyweight division. Uh, and that's, and, and that just, I don't even know how I can explain. Like, trying to go back to the their time and our time. It's, like, so different. Like, humans nowadays and, like, the world, the way the world's evolved, 
Like, dude, there's freaking monster of people out there who are just ginormous but in shape and that can do anything they ever wanted to. The like, think Shaq's and Dwight Howard yeah, in the world. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, back in the day, like, if you had somebody like that, they were, like, they were praised almost. Like, they were just, like, a whole, like, some higher person or something like this simply because mm-hmm. they were so big and could do everything, like... But nowadays, like, it's not really, like, looked on about that anymore. It's like, Tyson be... 6'9". He's, like, 6'9". What? 6'9", how big? Tyson Fury? Yeah. He's 6'9", 250. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's just... Those numbers right there, back in the day, would have just Ali been... was 6'3", and at his heaviest, which was, like, past his prime Ali, he was 225. Yeah, exactly, which just goes to show, uh, there could be... Their heavyweight back in the day was their heavyweight, but this is the heavyweight now. And also, like, you were talking last time about the rumble in the jungle. How, like, yeah. Foreman was, like, just lighting Ali up with the rope-a-dope. Yeah. Like, ended up beating him. George Foreman was 6'5", and they said he towered over Ali. Exactly. So imagine putting somebody who's 6'9", over that guy. Like, what? Yeah. It wouldn't even, it wouldn't even be fair. It wouldn't. See, to me, super heavyweight should be anybody 6'6", six, six and higher, and if you weigh over, like, I guess maybe like 230, something like that. I was about to say like 240, 250. No, but Tyson Fury is fat. Like, no yeah. offense, like... I wish yeah. I could be that good at athletics and be that fat at the same time, but... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of, uh, I'm not boxing, but like combat sports in general. Old CM Punk, I mentioned this like a month ago yeah. on the podcast, and I said I'd talk to it, but I wanted to talk to you about it. We didn't have time last time you were on, but he's back, baby. This is huge. Huge for the program. And it's crazy, like, with the whole WWE and the way he just finagled out and was like, you know what, I don't even care anymore, just, I'm out. And now he's back with AEW, like, that signed to them. That's just, that's huge for the program right there, dude. So it's funny, so last time I was talking about it, I was like, man, I've been waiting seven years for this. I gotta watch it. I didn't even watch it live. I got a text. I was like, hey, man, there's a party tonight. Let's, you should come up. And I was like, I'm not about to skip out on a party just to sit and watch TV by myself. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, not just TV. You can't just sit there and watch AEW. It'd be different if it was WWE Day D-Generation X. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you go to the party. You go to the party. You don't go watch WWE. Right, any, any, to me, like, my rule is, if it's ever a choice between, like, what, anything with, like, technology and hanging out with real people, you, know, you gotta pick the real people. Every time. So, I don't know if you remember this, but I basically stole that line from Guy Code from back in the day. The MTV show? Yeah. <laughs> That's where it's at. That was a good show. So, I missed that show. But anyways, so, yeah, CM Punk came back. He, uh... Cut a great promo, I thought. And that yeah. crowd reaction when he walked out first time in seven years, dude, I have I've never seen a crowd that electric in my time of watching wrestling. That's huge because we've watched some crazy stuff. Yeah. And uh he actually he won his debut match. He beat a guy named Darby Allen, who's Sting's little protege. You know Sting, right? Oh yeah. And uh not only did CM Punk come to AEW so did Daniel Bryan, Mr. Yes Man himself. Hey, what's he fighting? He fought actually last week against uh, the AEW champion, Kenny Omega. And I, you probably never heard of him, but Kenny Omega, he's the real deal. He had a match one time against this Japanese dude named Okada. The wrestling matches, they're rated at a five stars. He got sick. Like, 
It's one of the greatest matches I've ever seen in my life. And him and Daniel Bryan, they had a five-star match last week it was. So I haven't watched it, but I'm planning on going and checking it out sometime soon. That's insane. Six stars. I'm going to have to even check this guy out. Yeah, dude. It's like those Japanese wrestlers... They don't play. They're crazy. Like, like, you know, people like John Cena and stuff, they're like celebrities over here. But in Japan, like, their pro wrestlers are like the top of the top in like the Japanese celebrity world. But yeah, so Brock Lesnar, t- moving on to WWE, he also made his bigger turn a couple a month ago too. Really? Yeah, he showed up, beat up John Cena, and he's challenging Roman Reigns for the championship on Sunday. That's going to be huge for that. Yeah, so basically the whole story with that is Roman Reigns, he's a bad guy now, and he's being managed by Paul Heyman. Oh my god. And so, you know, like, Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar, they go back, like, 20 years. Yeah. So, basically they're fighting over Paul Heyman. (laughs) How the heck is that old man still doing that? I know, right? He was old before we even started watching wrestling. Yeah. Like, dude, what? He was down. He was there when, like, Undertaker was first Undertaker. Yeah, ECW, the original ECW. Like, oh, yeah. He still got the ponytail, too. Shoot, that's crazy. I didn't even think about him still being on there. Yeah, it's wild. So, uh, back to the NBA a bit. I have a take on Ben Simmons that I want to see what you think. So, one of the reasons he says he wants to leave is because he says he can't reach his full potential. Because Joel Embiid's clogging the lane, and he can't score like he should. Well, I hear him say that, and it, dude, it makes me so mad. I'm just like, you're a point guard. You're not supposed to be dropping 25, 30 points a game. Like, it shouldn't matter to you if Joel Embiid's clogging the lanes. You should be dishing it to him. Like, I hate this new mentality where point guards are trying to score 25, 30 a game. So Ben Simmons said that Joel Embiid was clogging the clogging the lane and he couldn't get in. Yeah, pretty much. That's such I don't know, like just because of like how big Ben Simmons is, stuff like that. Like, I, I mean, for him to say that, that's kind of a wuss move because you should be able to pull up, no matter even if it's from three point land, from the elbow out. You got to create a shot from outside the paint as a point guard, dude. Like you can't just worry about what's going on in the paint twenty four seven. Yeah, well, basically. Ben Simmons needs a jump shot. That's the... Yeah, the only thing that comes down to it. And at this point, it's like you said last week, and you said it so many times before. Dude, I don't know where he could fit in. Well, it's okay, so what do you think, though, about point guards scoring way more than they used to these days? I like it. I love the point guard. Really? I love point guards. But them- at the same time, like, that, if the point guard's scoring a lot, that means either one, somebody else is scoring a lot, or two, he's the only one scoring. I mean, I, I like dual threat point guard, but a score first point guard, to me, that just, it goes against the like, nature of the position. Of the position itself, yeah, but when you're like Damian Lillard and you've only got so much help, you kind of have to be a, yeah, like, a killer on the loose to an extent. Mm-hmm. To me, it's all about mindset. Like You shouldn't be looking to score. You, you should, should really know, you should be able to. I really think Russell Westbrook is like, slow down the turnovers, slow down the pace of the game, just a touch, get your mind right coming down the court, dude, and Russell Westbrook could be, I mean, dude, he's already, but like, God, he could just put so many different numbers up, it's insane. Yeah, did you see, uh, he said he's gonna push AD harder this year? Oh, God. 
What do you think that's supposed to mean? I mean, it's honest. AD yeah. played like trash last year. Like crap, dude. Uh, like, I don't know how AD will like hearing it, though. I think he needs to. Like you said, like, he did play like trash. It needed ten times more, ten times more at least out of him. And, I don't know, I think pulling Russ and Melo into the card like that, though, that's that's pretty huge, dude. Like, yeah. that's... And I think that no matter what people say about Dwight Howard and how washed up he's getting this and that, he's such a perfect fit, like, for Anthony Davis to, like, his backup. Because, like, yeah, AD comes in, drops a lot of points, this and that. Gets rebounds, gets blocks, but like, dude, Dwight Howard's a beast on the boards. Always has been, always will be. But like, dude, nowadays he's just like he kind of like fooling with these like younger cats in the paint because he's just he's taking it to a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. So, did you see what Allen Iverson said about LeBron not being a top five killer anymore? Yeah, that was that's gotta ball. hurt. Allen Iverson's been uh smoking too much of his own pack. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, but honestly, I kind of like. I'm, I agree with them. And I agree with them in this sense. You're smoking yeah. the Allen uh, Iverson pack too then, aren't you? <laughs> okay, so if somebody said game on the line, you can pick five players to have the ball in their hands. Who are you going with? Top five, KD, Steph, Dame. This may blow your mind, but I'm going to have yeah. Trey Young up in there for my fourth person. I agree. And then number five, I'm going to just go with every other pick that everybody else would say. I guess you'd say Luka Doncic. Dang, yeah. Le- not in there. Huh? I said, dang, and LeBron's not in there. I know, that's what I'm missing. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, you just blew my mind. I'm, dang, I didn't even think about it. He's really not. Like, you he's smoke, not. Maybe you're smoking that AI packed with us. <laughs> nah, no, I'm not. But, dude, no, what's crazy is if you think about and yeah, it's like, if you look at it as, like, game on the line, who do I want the ball to Like, who do I want to have the ball? Yeah, but, like, overall playing-wise, I'm still going to have LeBron on the court. Oh, yeah, for sure. But to me, it comes down to this. Like, I'll never forget it. NBA Finals 2020. It was, I forget which game, but it came down to the wire, and LeBron had the ball. And I looked over at my buddy, and I said, look at this. He's about to pass it to Danny Green or Kyle Kuzma, whoever. And sure enough, that's exactly what he did. It was Caldwell Pope. Caldwell Pope. And it's yeah. like, to me, like, I can always count on LeBron not taking the shot in a pressure situation, with the exception of that one shot against the Raptors. But I will say, though, in that situation, the game was tied. But imagine being in Miami. Ray Allen doesn't get that free, or get that, or Chris Bosh doesn't get the rebound. Ray Allen doesn't make that three. LeBron, LeBron loses a, another finals. Yeah, I mean, he's had his clutch moments, but it's not his, like, default nature. It's yeah, exactly. always a surprise to me when LeBron a, takes the last shot and makes it. Yeah, that's always been a thing. Like, he, besides when he was young in Cleveland, like, he was hitting game winners all the time there. But, like, that's different. That's young LeBron. Dude, nowadays, I think he feels like if he misses a game winner, if it's on him and he misses this and that, he's just going to get clowned. He's going to get he's gonna get dragged for it. I just, I mean, I his that. defense, he would. Yeah. Dude, if LeBron missed a game winner, dude, I'd be laughing my tail off when we recorded oh, the yeah. next week. Oh, yeah, I would be laughing too. I would be saying, dang, like, it is what it is, buddy. You screwed the pooch, not me. <laughs> <laughs> go catch a train with Urban Meyer. <laughs> Yeah, go right back to Columbus where y'all belong. But, I don't know, LeBron, I'll be impressed if he could pull the Lakers to a championship this year. Me too. I will say, I think this will be LeBron's last year as a, like, elite, elite player. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You're I don't right. know how many more years he's really got up in him, to be honest with you, dude. Bronny's, what, a sophomore? I think he's a junior. Dang, is he that old? That makes me yeah. feel old. Pretty sure. So, that'd be... 
yeah, two more years before he's like gonna be drafted. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. What? Dude, trying... the, dude, what do you think of the, the defenders or jumping into the defender rule? Oh yeah, dude, I love it. I can't stand that little sissy foul. Yeah, whenever they I, call that. Yeah, that's just I can't stand that crap. I don't get no, how they keep falling for it. It's different when you're going in the lane and you put your shoulder in the guy and you kind of bounce off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like that's different. But like, don't stand there on the three point line, lollygag up a fake shot, and then just like throw yourself into the guy and then like throw a random shot over the goal. Like that crap's right. That that just bothers me to an extent. You know what I mean? See, it just shows how far the game has fallen from yeah. like a physicality standpoint. Dude, they don't care anymore. They're just there for the money. Can you imagine the guys back in the day getting told they'd make two hundred million dollars, hundred million dollars? Shoot, they'd love that. Just to play ball. Like, do you know how their mindset would be? Dude, they would be. Hmm. They would be playing 10 times harder than they did. Yeah. That's like, remember Magic Johnson found that 25-year, 25-mil contract? And that was, like, big money for them. I know that I would love 25-mil. Back in the day, $25 million could get you so much. But, like, now that wouldn't even, like, like you have average you players have, making that much. I was just saying, dude, like, $25 million, don't get me wrong, that's a piss ton of money. Skip Bayless makes about that much. That's crazy. Like, dude, think about that. Like, dude, to us, $25 million is like, holy, that would change our lives forever. But for them, that's like, yeah, I'm just going to go poop and just make that money real quick. Yeah. Like, what? What? All right, Skip Bayless, he's making 8 mil for four years. Wait, I think that's that'd be more in four years than Magic was getting in the 80s. Yeah, I think it would be too. <laughs> he's just talking about sports. Yeah. That's what's cool too. Like they're getting getting paid that much. Speaking of sports, dude, how about the USA and the Ryder? I know you're not big into golf, but like, dude, the USA won in the Ryder Cup. What's that? Do you see any of it on Instagram or not? No. Oh, dude, it's a Ryder Cup. It's a uh, Europe versus U- USA, mm-hmm. and they, they do like different like play styles. They do like best ball. They do like two v two, one v one. It's it's pretty cool, man. The Team USA came out on top. Most points ever in the Ryder Cup history. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think we're about to wind it up. But I got yeah, two final questions for you. Kind of taking it back to where we started off at. So when all this hype for Bucks Pats, I've heard everybody call him Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time. And they've been talking about who's like second and third place. One name I haven't heard mention in any of this conversation, Vince Lombardi. To me, that's just disrespect. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, the trophy named after him, all that stuff, I know what you mean, but... And all those championships he won. Let me yeah. just see. Let me look it up real quick. But he had, he, I think he's won more titles, not Super Bowls, but titles than Bill Belichick did. And that's my next point I was going to say, too. They don't really count pre-Super Bowl championships as much as they should, in my opinion. Uh-huh. So, okay, Vince Lombardi, five-time NFL champion, two-time Super Bowl champion. So, as a head coach, he's got one more ring than Belichick. So, he, he has how many again? Five NFL like, pre-Super Bowl titles and two Super Bowl titles. And he's Vince Lombardi. Like, he should get some brownie points for that. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That's what I was going to say. Is like, you kind of got to give him some brownie points to an extent. But with the whole rings and stuff like that, I mean, I don't know. If he's better, he's better. So, I mean, like, I don't know enough about football, debate logistics and stuff. I just think he should be in the conversation, you know? Yeah, and, and like, I don't know, people are starting to fuzzle out those old, like, not fuzzle out to an extent, but, like, they're just starting to forget about them, you know what I, I mean? I know, it's sad. I was thinking, too, when we do our uh, NBA 75 anniversary team, like, we're going to have to put some, like, 
old like George Mikan types on that list. You have to. Some old old. But like, kind of, it's just it'll be weird. It'll be hard to rank them. Is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, insanely hard. Cause like, how do you compare George Mikan to the White Howard? They're just like, clearly. Both. I would rather have the White Howard on my basketball team. Exactly. But George Mikan was greater. You know. And that's the point of the. I don't know. It's just like it just depends on how, like like you said, just depends on how people look at it. It's like you mean as in the 75th overall like greatest players of all time team or just the greatest actual like players players. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, it's like the greatest versus best, you know? Yeah, like, not credentially are you the greatest, but, like, did you go out there and play the best? Like, mm-hmm. would I want you on my team to actually go play? Like, you know what I'm trying to say there. Yeah. What's your purpose and how did you play? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I always go back to that. Yeah. Well, I think that's all from my part. You got anything we got to talk about? I don't, dude. I just had to bring up the Ryder Cup, and that was my last thing. All right. Well, it's been real talking to you, man. Hope to see you this time next week. Yes, sir. Sounds like a plan. I'll talk to you, brother. I'll see you.